This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, it looks like we all survived the 4th of July weekend. Speak for yourself. Oh, oh, really? Are you still exhausted? <laughs> a little bit. You saw me the next day. Yeah, a little, a little tired. Yes, it was. Well, it was. It ended up being fun. Yeah, I ended up, Kurt. I ended up at a barbecue with none other than Jason Bowers. Wow. Yeah. In person. And it was, and it was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, you guys you, worked out some scheduling things, right? We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went out the window anyway. <laughs> did you do anything fun, Kurt? Uh, no, not really. No, I was just tending to things. Like watching well, this movie? Yes, I have. Well, I watched this movie. That, that wasn't really a holiday thing. That's its own holiday. <laughs> you know what? So this will this be a holiday those, next year for me. This is one of those movies where I picked it and I'm like mad. And the only person who I have to blame for being mad at this movie is myself. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm mad at you. This movie was a pile of shit. I will openly admit it. See, I see. I don't know. I because you guys had let me know that it or Jason was has, has said he was bored by, it. and I didn't yeah. find it boring. I was kind of fascinated by some of the aspects of this movie. I I think why I was bored by it, and I'm guessing probably why Les thought it was a pile of shit was on paper. And knowing that it was on Lifetime, it sounds like it should be good, bonkers fun. And it wasn't because it was based on a true story. And they tried to play it straight, almost like a romantic comedy in a way. Right, exactly. And we'll get into this later because I was like, don't try to make me feel sorry for her. Yeah. There is no reason why we should feel sorry for her. I thought she's one of the dumbest characters i've seen in Agreed. recent yeah recent uh I, it could be anything but based Agreed. on a real person <laughs> uh, well, by the way the movie we're talking about and we'll get into it is jailbreak lovers from uh, lifetime based on the true story of toby Dore and john maynard and based on that title jailbreak lovers i thought we were gonna have a killer or a wrong and, you know, when you think of it in context of a Lifetime movie, it just sounded like it was just going to be bonkers as as F. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm also a little mad at myself because when I read the description, I'm like, this sounds like it might be a true story because there were like too many layers of weirdness in the synopsis. And and I was sharing this to you. I was sharing this with you, with both of you off screen, um, off screen, um, off screen. 
off the podcast. If, if you move the camera a little to the right, you could have seen our interaction. <laughs> well, what I was saying, though, is so the woman in the movie is played by Catherine Bell. And I'm not disparaging anybody's looks. Catherine Bell is a beautiful woman. And so it basically, in the movie, it was almost like, you know, two kind of beautiful people who fell in love and it turned this, you know, romance. When in reality, the real woman was a lot older than he was. And basically... Was just, she was just older. And well, so I, I think the age difference in reality is actually about the same number of years. But what you have here is yeah. you have a beautiful TV star uh, paired with another very good-looking actor. So it just seems like, oh, it's like a romantic pairing, but there's a slight age difference. Whereas, like, in real life, she's, like, admittedly a very kind of average Midwestern woman without a lot of, uh, like, fashion savvy with this young guy in jail giving her attention. Who, I gotta admit, he was kind of pot, the real one. <laughs> he was, the real one, yeah. He yeah. was okay. Well, or put it this way. He was hot enough that you could see by looking at the picture of the two real ones, oh, I know what he's doing. He's, yeah. like, playing her. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so that, like, you know... And that's what I meant. It was just it was just obvious when you see the two real life ones that he was playing the hell it, out of it's her. It's similar to my criticism because Les and I are both uh, not fans of the movie Call Me By Your Name. Uh, and oh. my, my big criticism of that movie is that that their lo the love story between those two is less creepy when you hear that like, oh, his character, uh, Charlie... Uh, I mean, not Charlie, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is 17 and the uh, Army Hammer's character is 26. The problem is in the movie, they cast a 28-year-old Army Hammer who looks like he's 35. He just looks like an adult. And Timothy Chalamet does look 17. So the age difference seemed greater. And therefore, right. the story takes a creepy undertone to it. Yeah, very creepy. Hmm. Very, very creepy. So, So before we get into this, and before we get into our favorite segment, I just quickly want to read something because we got a message from one of our Ooh. listeners. Oh, listener mail. Um, it, it is from our listener, Lisa, and I hope I pronounced this right, Lisa Amanina, Amaninia. And um, Lisa, so um, in the last podcast, we were talking about notary. Because what was it called? Caribbean, <laughs> uh, Caribbean something. Caribbean summer. Caribbean summer. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about notaries, right? <laughs> and so, so this is the message from Lisa. Hi guys, love the pod. Just wanted to let you know that I'm both an attorney and a notary in California. And one of the things we learn in the notary class is that you can't call yourself notario in advertising which is notary in spanish because some of the smaller countries in some of the smaller countries the word notary does mean a type of attorney so they don't want false advertising hence the lines in the movie actually did make sense but made for a great big bit of banter during the podcast thank you lisa yeah thank you thank, thank you, you. 
Lisa, it's funny. This week, something came up where I need to go get something actually notarized. And all I could think about is that stupid fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. We'll be talking about notaries to, for years. Yeah. Compared to today, today's <laughs> movie, last week's movie was Godfather compared to today's oh, movie. Oh, boy. So we, we actually had another uh, piece of listener feedback that we got this week which Kurt and I are very happy about receiving. You might remember yeah. last week we talked about uh, Les watching or trying to watch the movie in his car and then trying to do the podcast in his car while he was driving. And uh, Les's sister, Anita, texted him and Les shared this with us where Anita said, oh my goodness, no watching movies while driving. Thank you, Kurt and Jason, for stopping you. You're welcome, Anita. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's what we are trying to do because this is a concern. Yeah. I'm. I, what, what can I say? I'm. I'm like a Hallmark heroine. I'm very busy. <laughs> I tell you. So, so it's hard I, to change people. People have to want to change. Yeah. So I. I need to multitask. <laughs> Speaking of very busy, Kurt, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, this is in celebwell.com. You know, Black China has never been afraid of showing off her incredible figure on social media. She just posted a stunning new selfie to Instagram. In it, China wore her hair in a curly updo with pink streaks in it. She also wore a matching pink bathing suit. China captioned the post with a pink heart. How does she stay so fit? Well, let me tell you five ways Black China stays in shape. Here we go. <laughs> Number one, she adds weights. She says uh, that she likes to use weights when she works out, particularly when she was doing lower body and leg workouts, like plus, like press-ups. Okay. I like to add more weight because I'm a little more advanced, she says. Number two, she works out at home. China has a very busy schedule, much like a Hallmark heroine. So naturally, she doesn't always have time to go to the gym. Her solution, at-home workouts. In a video she did with Life and Style, China said that she does quick at-home workouts on her busier days. I can't make it to the gym, obviously, so I'm just going to put do a few workouts in the house. That sounds like they, they needed to add as many words as they could to that, but okay. Number three, she drinks two cups of coffee in the mornings. Oh, yes. Uh, she likes to start her day off with not one, but two cups of coffee, one thing in the morning and the other later. I start my day off with either a double espresso or black coffee. I might add a little bit of creamer. I'll have another cup of coffee just to curb my appetite. Number four, she watches her portions. Oh, yes. When it comes to eating, especially meals, China practices portion control. She told Life and Style, I like to keep everything super proportional. She says that she does this since she spends a lot of time at home and doesn't want to overeat each day. And number five, she drinks water. Yep. She does a lot of things to stop herself from feeling hungry all the time. She also makes sure to stay hydrated each day. She says these are the reasons she likes to drink water each day. She explained to Life and Style. She, she sure unloaded the Life and Style. She said, if you do feel like you're hungry, if you drink a big glass of water and wait like 30 minutes, you probably won't be as hungry. And that's a wrap for the Black China News. I feel like if you work for Life and Style and you get to talk to Black China and you're like excited, like, oh, I love Black China. She's this great big personality. And I'm going to ask her some questions. And then it's the most stupid, boring interview ever. Like the big, right. the big get of this interview is that Black China drinks water. Fuck you, life and style. <laughs> and, and you know why well, she drinks? You know why she drinks two cups of coffee? 
Because it's, it's not even it, that much coffee. Because it makes a it regular. Yeah. Oh, I struck all kinds of coffee. Hey, what do you guys think of this? I was gonna. I'm gonna start ending my my. Uh, this is this is a broadcasting question. I was thinking about ending my Black China segments by saying, "Courage." Like Dan, <laughs> Rather, <laughs> Dan Rather did that for a while at the end of his his news. His What's news the frequency, broadcast. Kenneth? Courage. There, you would end your you would end your Black China segments with boom shakalaka. <laughs> I, I, I actually like that plan, and please go ahead and do it. Oh, good. I'm going to do that starting next week. Tune well, in, folks. you know, I, I must say, though, <laughs> you know, Black China is fit. She's fit. And I bet I bet she does something with a pole. Because remember, she is a former pole dancer. Well, no. oh, was that the pole she was chasing Rob Kardashian with? <laughs> she would have had to pull it out of the ceiling. Like you, a stripper pole. You don't need a ceiling. If you've got a real, uh, because they, uh, they sell them, they, I know this for, for a fact, they sell them as like a base and the pole is coming out of the base, but it doesn't need to touch the ceiling. Well, the guy that does my hair, he has a stripper pole in the salon. <laughs> is this the, the guy you were telling us about last night in the chat? No, oh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay. No, he was oh, an esthetician. Get... Okay. I didn't, get, I didn't get to read all that. No, oh, it was a very, it was a very interesting tidbit. Uh, how do I say it without? So, Actually. let's say that a, let's know somebody who part of their life was documented on Dateline. Yes. Oh, okay. I won't say why, but you can read it, and it was a true story. <laughs> you know, speaking of being tactful, this whole this. Uh, try to be tactful reminds me of years ago i went to something called headshot torture and we all what? we all brought our headshots we all brought our headshots and they were just like brutally analyzed by everybody <gasps> in, in the room first of all the woman would hold up hold up your headshot and she'd say okay raise your hand if this picture actually looks like him <laughs> so i got i don't know my headshot didn't pass but then this other woman she she but so so the the woman who is uh, teaching this thing she she picked up this one woman's headshot she goes you look absolutely gorgeous in this picture that's all I'm gonna say so what that's, she was saying that's not brutally was, honest you though. don't look gorgeous in real yeah that's wow, not brutally honest gorgeous see I can I cannot I couldn't <laughs> do a workshop like that I don't know why I put myself through these things I, I don't think I would anymore I I could not. I'm way too fragile to put myself through a workshop like that. Either that or I'd end up cussing the person out who was doing the critique. Oh, you would get defensive about it? Yeah, I I be I I would end up saying, Well, look at you, you're no oil painting. <laughs> you know? so I would imagine the point of the exercise is your headshot is going to be seen by a bunch of strangers over the years, and you need it to represent you and be your business card as an actor, right? But, I mean, there's a way. It sounds like this person was, like, brutal. Yeah, that's what it, well, it was called, headshot torture. I think it was, like, part of the seminar. We're also going to be doing headshot torture. I, I get it, though. It, it, let's put it this way. If you you need, like, truly honest feedback that you're going to – that's going to get through to you 
and you're going to then put into action. If people are kind of pussyfooting around it and not really letting you know, well, the reason I don't think that's a good headshot is because it doesn't look like you or it is better looking than you or worse looking than you. You need to hear that so you can make that change. But I mean, so I have I, my agents, I have two agents and, you know, when it's time for a new headshot, they say they tell me it's time for a new headshot. Yeah. And they're direct about it without being right. Mean. Yeah, because they they work with you and they like you and they know how to deliver that news to you. But if I'm a casting director who's never met you and then you come in my office and you don't look a thing like your photo, I'm sure as hell going to let your agent know, hey, assholes, get this figured out. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. a problem. Yeah, and and it's obvious we hate this movie because we're talking about that shot. And I'm cursing like a storm today. Person up the storm. Oh. oh my god! I'm, I'm Jail Blake. I'm gonna be Lovers. trans. I'm gonna be fully transparent. I'm okay. just gonna admit this. I fell asleep in a chunk of this. I did too. <laughs> I I was so fucking bored during the beginning of this movie, the first twenty minutes that I was like, and it wasn't that late. It was like eight thirty at night, and I'm like, I'm falling asleep. I need to take a nap so that I can get through the rest of this, so we can record the podcast <laughs> the next day. So I had to take well, a nap fascinated. to finish the movie. And you know what made me mad about this movie? Did you notice that it was trying? To, they were trying to be funny, like with some of the interviews no. and stuff. No, I didn't think it was funny at all. I they took were this trying, very they were seriously. Trying, they were trying to be like I thought. Some of the comments and some of the commentary, they were trying to be kind of funny, but it just didn't lie. They, they couldn't That's figure out the tone of the movie that they wanted to take. They were trying to be an earnest telling of this woman's love story and sort of freedom from her loveless marriage. Uh, thought- but they also wanted to take at times, but not all the time, a tone of like. Um, uh, what was that movie where Margot Robbie played uh, Tanya Harding? Yes, they, yes, they yes, wanted like a little like winking tone at the camera of like, can you believe this bonkers mm. story? Exactly. Well, they didn't achieve that. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Jason, when you started to say they, 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 they wanted to make an earnest, I thought you were going to say they, they wanted to make it an earnest movie. Yes. You know, the Ernest P. Worrell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish really... Ernest was in this movie. Actually, Ernest P. Worrell is probably a smarter character than this woman. Yeah. Yeah, back before I was gay, uh, I I had a girlfriend in high school, and I remember making out during an Ernest movie. <laughs> like what Ernest saves was it Ernest saves Christmas? Or it something? may have been actually because I think that's the only one I've ever seen is the Christmas one. Okay, and, and there were so many things that made me angry about this movie. So many things. I have a lot to I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Well, we should so, say it then. Let's get so into it. We can it. start. I so, believe me. I was wide awake. I was like the the guy in a clockwork orange with the toothpick. No, not toothpicks, but his eyes are like stretched out. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was like, you could have at least not had a black hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss a second of this. I think I even put it back a couple times. Like I need to hear that again. Uh, wow. Okay. You are jailbreak so, r- lovers, ride or die. And, and I, I am a jailbreak born. lover. And the thing is, I was warned because I saw Jason's message. But, you know, we've been doing this long enough that, you know, we all three sometimes a lot of times have three totally different opinions. Mm -hmm. So I take what you say, but then it's like I but I stay open. 
Because, you know, there have been times that you guys have hated the movie. I've liked it. There's been times that I've hated the movie. You guys, so... Well, Les, you you and I did not like this, and Kurt seemingly did. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't, like I said, I wasn't bored by it. I I thought it was incredibly stupid, but I have a lot to... I have a lot to say. I think it gives some important life lessons, which I'll get to. So we hear sirens and we see it's a police (laughs) chase and there's a man and a woman in a car. And I knew we were in trouble because a voiceover popped in. And I'm like, oh, God, are you kidding me? Here we go. And so then we see a woman being interviewed and then we see a prisoner being interviewed, kind of like a he said, she said. I'm assuming this that is supposed to be a nod to the fact that this is a, a story that made it on Dateline. Yes. Yes. And, and so we find out that our heroine, Toby, played by Catherine Bell, uh, she was basically, you know, she was an empty nester. You know, her son had gone away from college. Her husband had checked out of their marriage. She had checked out of their marriage. So it was, you know, she was basically just kind of living this bored life. Like, it was like the beginning of Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, but part of the, uh, you know, we talked about the the tone of the movie. It it starts off in a weird tone because we see this police chase, and then we cut to them talking to camera, and they both seem very upbeat on camera. Like, he's in prison. She's, uh, you know was uh, arrested at one point and she's really upbeat and this is all after that happens but they're happy yeah he's like a super max no Kurt, have you seen desperately seeking susan i did in fact mark blum was in that movie i had him as an uh, as an acting teacher right right he said at least at least in desperately seeking susan they had the common sense to give her amnesia to suck me into the movie because right. <laughs> <laughs> I love a, I love, I love a good amnesia makeover movie. Yeah, well, that's a good movie. So, so yeah, so yeah, but you're right, Jason. They were very kind of upbeat, and and it had like a lighter tone to it. Yeah. in the beginning, and they both and, mentioned like we were in love. Yeah. Yes, I wrote a big heart in my notes. And so you know. And then we also find out, like she she's a, a vet she's a vet tech, right? Yes. So she's a vet tech, and she's and she's working in this hospital, and she is watching this show, and it's about pet therapy. And so at the time, her dad was ill, and so she was kind of having an, an existential crisis. And she realized that she hadn't done anything with her life. And so her, one of her coworkers brought in a dog. And like so a she came up with this idea to, hey, why don't we start bringing dogs to prison? Just like a pet therapy thing. Okay. And she also had made the decision that she was going to take charge of her life. So she goes to the prison. Well, no, no. First, she's in bed with her husband. Right. Her husband's just—he's—he's he's doing all the wrong things. He's got himself a hot wife there, right? And he's got a—he's—I don't want to get graphic, but that man needs to start doing a, a, a certain act on a regular basis. 
he wants to uh, keep that woman around. Right. Well, Le- leaving the bedroom because he was not attractive. He was not attractive at all. No, no, you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. Got to start doing a certain act. Say it, Kurt. It's got to start going down on her. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, it is. Wait, I don't mean well, to beat around the bush. He's got to start going down on her. You know, he's got to get down there. You couldn't say that. You couldn't say that on a Hallmark week. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Why not? Well, I don't know if I've ever thought that watching a Hallmark movie. I think those people are going down on each other. Um, but this situation, but in a very he, he needs way. to get to work. And he, he, yeah, he needs and, to make and, an effort. Then he refers to her as middle aged. And definitely, like she's, you know, she's played by Catherine Bell, so she's like she's beautiful. This guy wasn't even remotely attractive. And yes, but, but she, she is middle aged. She's got to be around our age. He's a Who, fireman. Him? Catherine Bell? I bet you oh, she's she, at least forty-five, at least. Oh, she's around our age. Yeah. He, I bet he was way older. The husband? No. Nah, oh, maybe a little bit, but not much. And, the, and like I said, you know, he she was beautiful. He was but ugly, and he wasn't even rich. Yeah, like, she was with a really rich, young. Though. I could see this. Pairing. Remember, she met him when she was fifteen. Yeah, that's and right. That's right. That's right. They did meet when she was fifteen. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was a fireman then, but women are are attracted to firemen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so are gay guys. Oh, have you seen some of the firemen in L.A.? Oh my take god. Take it easy. Huh? Oh my God! I have seen some hot firemen. It's like, do they take headshots before they let you in? Yeah, but they the are brutally head? honest with each other before they get them printed up. <laughs> they hold them up and say, "Does he look like this?" Right, right. You, you've got to go to headshot torture before you're entered into yeah. firemen's training. I put myself through that nonsense. Jesus. Anyway, so so she goes to the prison. And then it's kind of foreshadowing because you see how they, like, check her car and all that stuff. And so she goes. Um, it's the, the warden actually gives, like, signs off on it. And so then you see her with uh, prisoners, and she's starting to train the prisoners how to be nice to these animals. And these are all, yeah. like, abused animals. But this was weird. I don't know how it works in prison. But she's just there outside while everybody's out there playing lifting weights and yeah. under no supervision. It's it. I, I mean, I, I I've never been to a prison. I don't know, but it did seem odd to me that like not only was she on the the grounds there, but she's just walking amongst them without right. without anyone guarding her. Yeah, right. Because what I because yeah, what seemed odd to me is it's like so you have you have a woman. Around men who have not been with women in years, and, you're and they're just not even leave her to her own. And they're not even looking at her really. They don't care that she's there. And remember, this is Catherine Bell. She is like the, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. And they weren't even looking twice at her. Right. Wow. I've been to I've been to two prisons for film shoots. Oh. I went to a maximum security prison. That was interesting. For uh, to, where I played a guard, I played a prison guard that was on, on SVU. And then I was on some other show where I was a prison in prison, and you know who my cellmate was? Oh, Charlie Murphy. Oh, he was my cellmate. Now, now, did you get to see any of the real prisoners? 
No, the one I worked with with Charlie Murphy, that was like, that was like part of the prison that wasn't really used. And then the other, the maximum security one, I guess they just cleared people out of that area. So I didn't actually see them. So you didn't have to make a shiv? No, but the but the maximum security one was, I, I, I wanted to get out of there. It was like, ugh. Start, you like stifling? Stifling? I didn't smell good, and it was just, it was a prison. It wasn't pleasant. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so she's, so, so they started taking care of the animals, and then this one prisoner shows up, and I wrote, he is not sexy. And his name was Hooligan. But it was, his, his nickname was Hooligan, but his name was John. Yeah. Well, they have a huge intro for this guy. Like the camera, like just cranes towards him. I think in styling this guy to look like a prisoner, they went a little, they, they like overcorrected. And so he went from being like, oh, he's sexy. We got to tone it down and make him ugly. They like made him too ugly. Yeah, because he was not a panty dropper. But like when he took (laughs) his shirt off multiple times in the movie, I was not mad about it. But, and then the thing is, and we'll get to this, he wasn't even charming. No. Like, you know, because you know how sometimes there are guys who aren't as attractive, but they're, they're like rugged or charming, mm-hmm. or there's something about them well, that makes them sexy. He didn't even have that. No. Well, I, I don't totally agree with that. He was very confident, as she said. Like, he walked up with yep. very confident. And women sure. love that. That's a common thing that I noticed that women well, like, I, I mean, guy, a guy doesn't have to be even great looking, but if he's got like a, you know, this confidence, it's mm-hmm. like overreaching confidence, which, and then women like a guy, women like people in jail. I don't know what that's about, but they like a guy in jail. Maybe bad boy because they, they can't meet. Yeah. There's that. Maybe they can't meet other women. I, Cause that's my whole thing is it's like, you have no reason to be cocky. You're in jail, which means you did something stupid and got caught. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's like you're not lighting the world on fire here, dude. You're in prison. I can see why some some women would go for this guy. Oh, so 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 he comes back the next day, like the guard shoots him away, but he comes back the next day and uh, she Toby assigns him a dog and the dog likes him. And so they're preparing these. So these animals are like abused. So they're social. They're using the prisoners to like socialize them and make them comfortable around people. And then once they become uh, comfortable, they're going to have like a pet adoption fair. So I am an animal lover and I know that this was a real organization, but on paper, that sounds kind of counterintuitive to me. You've got these guys who aren't very socially well adapted, which is part of what landed them behind bars. So they're the ones that are going to teach these animals how to be comfortable around people. <laughs> it's also well, not a home, you know, they're not, they're not getting used to living in a home if they're yeah. in a prison yard. But I think it was meant to calm them down to calm the prisoners down. I- I, I see it calming the prisoners that as as a as an exercise that makes sense as far as socializing these animals I don't understand how that works it just it seems weird to me 
so, so okay, so this next part. So why did the guy get mad about princess? Oh, so uh, oh God, what was his name? I, I forget his name, but one of the guys that had a dog that was training it. Uh, basically, the way this program worked is if you got to the point where it was ready to be socialized, they would try to find it an adoptive home. But they would give these prisoners first crack at having a family member adopt it. And so he wanted his like sister or cousin to adopt it. And, and uh, Toby tried reaching out, tried calling, left some messages, hadn't heard back. And she's like, you know, we might have to move on to somebody else. So he flipped out. Okay. Yeah, there's I a, there's not a, off at this point. Yeah, there's a part where he kind of like slips her a piece of paper to call her. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Either. No, you're not. This was, it felt like prison wasn't so much their life as much as a suggestion. Like they're the, the rules seemed very loose. Like the prisoners are just kind of casually walking around the cells and outside and like in storage rooms and stuff like nobody, there were no boundaries. No, I was expecting that the the gate to be open and the prisoners, you know, (laughs) kind of walk around the streets for the day, go to the beach, come back. It's like the honor system. Right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So the guy got almost violent with her. John steps in and, like, saves her, basically. And so then she's talking to the warden, and the warden's asking her if you're okay, and she's like, okay, now I'm feeling scared. Can I have a guard? And what do they do? They don't give her a prison guard. They give her John, a prisoner, as her guard. Yeah. (laughs) Which, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You he get gets like, keys and stuff like that. Or... Right, right. But he's a prisoner too. Yeah. And, and then when you find out what he did to get into prison, it's really like, what the hell were they thinking? It's like saying you're afraid to go to the theater because there might be a gunman there. And you're like, oh, well, you can have somebody watch you. Go with my friend John Wilkes Booth. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, he's harmless. <laughs> <laughs> So, so then, so yeah, so he becomes her bodyguard and then he just starts like flirting. He just starts hitting on her. But of course, when you're in prison with only men and there's a woman that shows up, of course he's going to hit on her. So then. I felt bad for Deb. Nobody seemed into Deb. No, not at all. Deb was the other woman working with to- with uh, Toby, yeah. but she had right. uh, her mother had ulcerocolitis, and so Deb wasn't around much. Right, diverticulitis. Oh, diverticulitis. diverticulitis. Sorry, which is what yeah. I have. I have diverticulitis. You have that? I do, and it's not why. Well, well, right now it, I have diverticulosis. Diverticulosis. Right now I have diverticulosis, but then when it flares up, then it turns into diverticulitis. Oh. And it's not fun. How do I spell that for the show notes? Diverticulitis. (laughs) So it's it's very painful, and sometimes you have to have surgery. So I get why her mom was at a commission. Well, in real life, the guys at that prison would have been into her because they're all horny. Right. Right. Because wasn't that's it, gotta be didn't you watch Oz where the guy where like Rita Moreno yeah. played a nun and like they were all in like in, she played like an older nun and the guys were like into her. Yeah, they didn't care. 
Yeah, you're that, right though. How unflattering it was for like the woman. She's like, I'm going to a prison. No guys are into me. Right. Like, how oh, dare you? Um, so then Toby shares with John how she was she was married for 30 years and boo hoo 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 hoo. And, and then John tells her, Well, I miss you when you're gone, Toby. And, and then oh, yeah. um Toby is talking to her mom, or yeah. Toby's talking to her mom about uh, John, and the mom is like, okay, this sounds weird. Are you sure this is like, you know, he's a prisoner. Yeah. Get and, it together. And the mom kind of points out, like, oh, your husband's working a lot. Where is he now? Yeah. She's nosy. Yeah. So so then, um, then she says, okay, this is where you knew that the woman was mentally unstable. Because then in her voiceover, she talks about how going to prison was her escape. And she looked forward to going to that prison every day. And it's like, are you nuts? Wasn't that a lyric from the Rupert Holmes song? If you like pina coladas, going to prison today. Oh, yeah. Is that who sings that? What's his name? Rupert Rupert Holmes? Holmes? Yeah. Do you like pina coladas? Anyway, so then he plays the guitar, and Kurt, you said that this is what women like. A man. Yes, they the do. Guitar. And I didn't even think he had to, he had to whip this out. But yeah, at this point, well, first of all, she whip something she else. Brings him a, <laughs> she brings him a bunch of toys. I guess like dog toys. Right. Yeah. And then he invites her. In, he invites her into his cell because he's got and some he, wine. He's got some wine brewing in the toilet. Right? right. Some hooch. <laughs> this, yeah, this hooch. is one of those casual scenes. She's like walking around his cell. It's like She's a little awkward. Like it, it, the, the only way they could have made this seem more ridiculous is if he had candles burning when they walked in. Or, or if she walked in or if she walked in and was like, oh, well, this looks lovely. This is so quaint. There's like rose oh, petals on the concrete floor. Right. And then like ice in the toilet where they're chilling the... The <laughs> toilet booze that yeah. they make, you know, yeah, that's, shit. yeah, but but then he really whips out the moves. He's like, yeah, I play guitar, and maybe you want to come see. Sometimes I perform out in the prison yard, <laughs> and that's a that's a that's a line I've used. It's like, hey, you want to you want to go see my hey, I do you want to go see my improv show Friday night? Huh? And so like this guy's whip, using some of my moves. He whips out like some cheese, some brie <laughs> cheese, and scoops it up with the shiv on crackers. Yeah. My one man show is playing uh, next week. If you want to, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) but but yeah, I'm like, okay, so they will let her in his go into his cell a lot. No no one's even watching these people. No, no. And that so then, and also like there were times where they were having conversations in this movie about some of the things that go down, and it dawned on me like there are no cameras in this prison. No, don't they have the like cameras? Just like if, like say there's the yeah the place goes in a lockdown. Don't they have cameras so they can see where everyone is? Right, like CCTV. No, they didn't have that. Um. So so then she sees a picture of his mom. And we find out he hasn't seen his mom in six years. And then here's the kicker: we find out that he's in prison for murder. Yeah, he didn't do it though. But of course he didn't do it because they never do it. You know, he was, he was in jail. I saw. Um, he did it by well, proxy. I saw Chicago. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, they did explain it, and they also explained it in the uh, the after thing that they had uh, from the movie. That uh, basically, he was with a guy. They were stealing a car. It was like a felony robbery. They steal this car, but the car owner was in the car, and John's friend shot and killed the guy. So, because John was an accessory to it, he's charged with murder as well. Right. But still, oh. he was involved. <laughs> yeah. Was... yeah. So, um, so, so then the next day she's very upset because uh, her dad is ill. And um, she basically doesn't want to be in her marriage anymore. And then she's at home. She's having dinner. And she's at the point where her husband is so on her last nerve that even his chewing is making her crazy. Yeah, she was she was very on the fence about whether or not she wanted to be in this marriage and whether or not she wanted to use a southern accent in this movie. Oh, I noticed that too. Yeah, there was some kind of accent that was like I noticed about halfway through the movie I'm like, "Oh, I think she's doing an accent." Oh, no, she's right. not. Oh, yes she is. Oh, no, she's not. I now, noticed her husband her husband, her husband looked kind of like Roman Polanski. I thought he looked like George Washington. George Washington? He did. He had, like, George Washington hair. What? He, he looked did. nothing like George Washington. <laughs> George Washington. <laughs> Maybe that, her problem is that, like, my husband will take off the powdered wig. Right. And, and, and you know what? Oh, I've that been, why, that's I've why been... he wouldn't go down at her, Kurt, the wooden teeth. So, so, that was you know, probably it. Well, I gotta you, say, you don't use your teeth. I gotta say, so before, <laughs> before, <laughs> okay, so I'm currently married, but before this marriage, I was in another long-term relationship, and towards the end, before it ended, I was kind of, you know, he would breathe a certain way, and it would just piss me off. So I kind of got the chewing thing. After a while, did you think your ex looked like Ben Franklin? Right, and and he Sonic discovered Sonic. electricity. <laughs> hey, Ben Franklin got laid a lot. Ben Franklin got laid a lot. He was kind of a jackass, though, too. Well, they all were. No, like, so you know why Hollywood is in Hollywood, right? I may have even talked about this on the podcast. No, why, why is Hollywood so in Hollywood? They use, basically, you know, the film industry in, in the U.S. started in New Jersey because Ben Franklin owned all these, like, camera uh, patents and things. So uh, it, it started in New Jersey, but Ben was a bit of a patent troll. So, like, if you were doing any kind of new technology involving cameras, he wanted to be paid on it. So th all the uh, – everyone tried to get away from Ben, so they started moving west, ended up in Chicago. But the mob was coming after them there. Like, Ben's patent trolls were coming after him – or his, like, his thugs were coming after him. So then everyone just moved out west because they're like, oh – there's all this open land. It's cheap. There's all these different terrains to film all these different kinds of climates and things. Let's set up shop in Southern California. Wait, Ben Franklin, like the $5 bill? Yeah. You know, the guy who flies a kite. He owned camera patents? Yes. Oh, my or God. Or maybe I'm thinking of Edison. That's, it's Edison. Well, Edison is the <laughs> one. Edison, Edison is the one who, who, who invented the film camera, if I'm correct. Am I? Yeah. I yeah. think so. Okay, then never mind. I'll scratch that. Just pretend ben, that didn't happen. 
Ben Franklin said, I'll edit that out. Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Did you give a whole history lesson that was incorrect? Yeah, I Just did. Just slip in. So it was Thomas Edison. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he created and he did the first uh, he did the first movie that, that, that did happen in New, in New Jersey. Yeah, okay. So it, it was yeah, Edison. Yeah. Edison was an inventor who accumulated 512 patents worldwide for his inventions. Wow. The more you know. Oh, and, and, and over 1,000 in the U.S. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. So, so, so Toby, and, at this point, is starting to become dickmatized by yeah, even though they haven't done it, but she's becoming enraptured by his his weaselly mustache, his willy, and, and so Willie. so then he's like starting to seduce her, right? Like he's he's starting to make the moves, and she is just in it. And then and he does. Then, the, she's okay. crying because her her dad is in the hospital. And he like wipes away a tear. And and then then they start making out, and I'm like, where are the guards? Wait, is that well? Wait, I think you skipped over a part where. Well, first of all, she talks about she she used to she would tell a story about her husband when they made salsa. And then oh, would, I probably fell asleep again. Yeah, so they, what they, happened they, when he played salsa? Well, she would, well, she would always tell people the story about her when her and her husband tried to make salsa and it ended with them laughing. But she said it wasn't true. But then uh, this prison prisoner, John, he, he's, saying, he's saying to her, you never watched porn? Oh, yeah. You, you didn't see this? And how does he have access to porn? I'm not, he's I'm not making this up. He says he never watched porn, and then she goes home. <laughs> She goes home and starts watching porn. Yeah. It is a Lifetime movie, after all. And, and she learns some calculus. <laughs> anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, porn doesn't, uh, porn doesn't exist in Hallmark. I wanted the husband to walk in and see her doing that. So then, okay, so then this is where she just becomes an idiot. Because you know it starts going south when the guy starts saying, hey, can you smuggle this in for me? So then he asks her to smuggle in a cell phone. Because right. did he say something like, if he wanted to get access to a cell phone, it would cost him $500? Yes. I Still also, I noticed, I think this might have been the scene when they're, because they're sitting, at, basically when she was running the dog program, they would have all these things that I thought, wow, you could use these as weapons in a prison. Like, all of the leashes could be used to choke people. They right. had all these folding chairs for some reason. Uh, all these, like, folding tables. Just, there there were, like, things for weapons all over the place. Use the dogs as weapons. Right. Yeah, they, people in prison, they could make, like, a gun out of a magazine or you know, something like or that. Or they could, like, secretly Shoot train staples. the dogs to attack. Yeah, they absolutely could do stuff. that. And, and, and then have the dog, the dog, like, attack the guards and all escape. Yeah, like, if the dog is bonding with an individual prisoner and the prisoner has a problem with the guard, you know the dog is going to take the prisoner aside. Right. What guards? True. Yes. That's probably why they're not working there. Oh, so then he's giving her back massages. Like she's getting nice. back massages from him. So and then I got to show you this big. So there's a okay. big, if you could see my notes, there's a big 
empty space. That's where I fell asleep. <laughs> and so I woke up. And and they were escaping. So what happened? <laughs> okay. Wow. That's that's a big jump. Wow. Well, uh, well, at one point, oh, this this goes with the porn scene. Uh, John had told her, uh, anytime like you don't know like what to do, how to move forward through life, I want you to get a bracelet. This is what would JD or WWJD? And she's like, what would Jesus do? He's like, no, what would John do? Oy. And she get and she has one of those like cheesy braided bracelets you buy like on vacation, and it says WWJD, and that's when yeah, she, she watches the porn. Uh, so then they cut to Debbie, and she's talking to the documentary crew too, basically saying like, I I thought maybe something was up, but like I nobody really saw it com- coming. Nobody knew what was going on. And that's the the phone thing, and so she hides Wait. the phone in a bag of dog food. Yeah, uh, but her friend. Okay, so when the friend comes up on the screen, they have it on, on underneath her name. It says "lives with her mother." Yeah. <laughs> Which Poor is a, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they they have like a, a you might have liked this less. It was a montage. It was a really boring conversation on the phone out of earshot of the husband montage. Oh, that would have made me mad because that's a waste of a montage. Yeah. And they were having phone sex. They didn't get too graphic, though. But it is Lifetime. They got as graphic as they could. No, they could have gotten so, more graphic. So, so then he, he then, of course, brings up, hey, why didn't you help me to escape, you idiot? And she agrees to do it. Well, she also starts talking to her dad and she... Force feeds him root beer. Yeah. And he starts telling her she needs to go live her life. Dad did not. The mom looked more sickly than the dad did. And it's like, you know, the dad's like, the dad's like, live your life. But he's like, I meant go get a perm, idiot. Not like break a dad out of prison. (laughs) Yeah, get a pedicure. (laughs) He says that. The movie is like, that's not what I meant. So, so then they come up with a plan and they, they smuggle him out in a dog crate, right? Yeah. Well, this is after at home, John had texted Toby a message that said, hey, baby, I love you. And the husband saw it. But Toby did kind of a lame job of covering it. But the husband's like, yeah, I know that you would never like that, that's kind of not in your DNA. And she's all, oh, yeah. Well, watch this. Yeah. No, is he dumb? I guess people or people could be in that deep of denial, though. Yeah. Well, you know, she was not. She was not smart. No. She was not no. smart at all. This um, this doggy kennel you talk about. They, basically, the and this actually happened in real life. The uh, because she had been bringing all these pets in things in. There were like all these extra like boxes and things around and the prison's just like, hey, can you get rid of some of this crap? It's in the way. And they see this giant dog kennel and the guy is like 6'2 or something. But, uh, yeah. and they didn't put this in the movie, but they had it in the little thing afterwards that uh, part of how he was able to get in that dog kennel is in real life, he lost 20 pounds. Oh. Oh. So he went on a diet. 
Yeah. See, that would have been a good montage. Yeah, like a oh, uh, no, like a workout that. Remember montage. he were, he he wasn't going to eat a meal, and then you see him outside. He's doing the jump rope. I guess, yeah. but they they could have hit that harder. Yeah, yeah, I didn't put that together though. Okay, interesting. Because even later they were mentioning how did he? One of the testimonials was like how I can't I still don't get how he fit in the kennel. Yeah. And then he said, I guess and this is one of those moments where they were trying to make it a comedy where it was the warden saying, I don't know how he fit in there. Maybe it's because he's young and flexible. Yeah. So, yeah. so then, Name so my then book. They, they escape. And this is what drove me crazy. Okay. So when you escape prison, because I watch a lot of soap operas, what's the first thing you do? You dye your hair or you change your appearance. Or, you know, you have someone drive you around in a trunk or something. He didn't do any of that. They just drove around like it was nothing going well, on. They actually were going to disguise themselves. And John poo-pooed the disguises she bought because she went like, oh, I'm going to do a wacky sketch thing here. And we're all going to be old people with gray wigs. Ugh. It's like all he needed to do was shave his mustache, get some hair dye, and then cover his eyes with some sunglasses. Yeah. He should have cut his hair because he had longer hair. That way he would have blended mm -hmm. in. She could have cut her hair and dyed it another color as well. Like dyed it blonde. Yeah. She was a brute. She had yeah, black that, hair. So dye it blonde. She, yeah, she had that gray wig for him. He didn't want to wear that. But, but yeah, it was a... Uh, they didn't plan this too well. No. It's like, don't you people watch Days of Our Lives? Come on. We planned up to a point. She, that was it. She well, she was like buying these disguises at like a CVS kind of store, and she was in there for like half an hour on the phone with him, just like walking around the store. And she bought the costumes, and she also bought a ukulele, plastic ukulele. Yeah, and, and I was wondering practical. where that came from. <laughs> that was it's like you know that's hot. That's that's awful. Right. So so and then this is the part where I decided, you know what. They deserve what they get if they get caught. So then back at the prison, mm -hmm. a guard finally showed up. Yeah, oh, wait. Before, from uh, Game of Thrones. Before <laughs> that, though, so they, they're, they break out, and instead of just, like, going with the plan of going right to the storage unit they got and right to the cabin they were going to, she wants to stop home to drop off the dogs and she's taken fucking forever unloading these dogs out of the truck so much so that she doesn't notice him go into the house and like root through her, her husband's stuff and steal a gun from the husband. Right. And it's like, it's like, look, look, Bozo, you don't go home when you break someone out of prison. That's the last no. place you go. No. Then, um, Wait, what? He's he's playing the ukulele. Oh no, he he gets pissed off at her. Also, yeah. Well, because she loses the map. Yeah, she. Yeah. Well, she not. She didn't just lose the map. She printed out directions and left them on the fucking printer. Right. First of all, don't you people have GPS in your car? Well, or the, your phone. This was in two thousand five or four. Okay. So map it would have been map quest. So, <laughs> but they wouldn't, they wouldn't have had like smartphones yet. But so you, yeah. So you print out the directions and you leave them for someone to find them. Yeah. And they can track you. 
you you wouldn't have a GPS anyway, because then somebody could somebody could probably track that somehow. You know. Again, these are not the sharpest tools in the shed. No. So so then I, he, I, I think I think the dogs in this movie are smarter than the. Oh yeah. Human beings. But yeah, so you know he got mad at her, but then again, I would have gotten mad at her too. And 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 so, but then he he then makes up for it by singing to her and apologizing. Well, then they do it, and uh, you know they, they they check into a motel, and to and him it's says, a luxury. And she says, "Good sex is like a drug." It's a long session. They're doing all kinds of uh, positions, and I'm thinking he hasn't had sex in at least ten years. Right? Yeah. Well, he's been saving it up. And know. also, like he my was, montage. he may have never had sex. Oh my lord! Because because he was put I mean, away when he was I, a teen. Yeah, it's possible I, he never had sex. Well, it looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. He's watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> he had access to porn because mm-hmm. everyone knows that's how sex really works. Well, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Something's something iffy here. Um. So then I wrote my notes, dumb criminals. So so then the, the argument here. So then the the press starts going to her house. Yeah. And the marshals show up at her house too. And they um and of course I wrote here, of course they're lifetime cops because when the cops went over to get the statement from the husband, they looked very disgruntled, like, how dare you make us work? Oh, there's also a there's also a, John finds a wig he likes, and it's this long blonde wig. He looks like Nelson. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. You remember and Nelson? Tracy Nelson's brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where has Tracy Nelson been? I can't live without your love. And if, hey, Nelson, I saw a really good interview. I, I got sucked in. I watched a one hour interview with those guys. It was really uh-huh. interesting. Okay. I was, you know, they what? talk about. Anyway, what was the big takeaway? All kinds of things. Hmm? All I gotta say is their dad was the hottest man on the planet. Oh, Rick yeah? Nelson. Yeah, you can have him. That was that was like my first little gay crush. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Rick Nelson, and then who else? And and, and Bobby Sherman. I have a type. <laughs> Frankie Avalon. No, not Frankie Avalon. <laughs> Old white people music? <laughs> Wayne Newton? What's that? What? No, I used to think that Wayne Newton sounded weird. Because he sounded like... Because he Engelbert Humperdinck, he's pretty hot. Well, was it, isn't, Engel, isn't Engelbert, either Engelbert Humperdinck or, or Tom Jones, uh, rumor is, is, I think one of them is like Packet. I believe the rumor is about Tom Jones. Yeah. Like like one of them one of them back in his day would have been worth worth my while. <laughs> Wouldn't that hurt? I, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. So anyway, no, I don't. I don't. As evidenced by this movie, you can get things that are seemingly big into Places. All right, all right. I said it all. So, so then once again, 
the 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 cops were like to her husband, "Hey, you know, do you think your wife is having an affair?" And he's like, "No, shouldn't have it in." And he was wrong. <laughs> so, so then this is another thing. So, well, so then my favorite scene is coming up. Then the dumb criminal was like, "I have to go buy a gu- guitar shop." Why Wait. shouldn't you be on your way to either Canada or Mexico right now instead of running around going to wig shops and guitar shops? And- wait, 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 wait. We skipped my favorite scene. Oh, okay. What is it? Uh, they're in the, the, so, so I think they're in like some kind of house now, right? They're in like a little cabin. Yeah. They had rented a cabin, like an Airbnb cabin, but not Airbnb. Right. Okay. So she's just left her life, left her husband. Just broke this guy out of jail, uh, you know, her new lover. And what's she doing? A puzzle. <laughs> I can't even say it. She's doing a puzzle. Yeah, like she's sitting, on, you know, like on the floor next to the coffee table doing a puzzle. Was he playing video games or he's playing with the gun? I, I, yeah, he's playing video games. Yeah, he's, he's, playing, playing, he's game. playing video games. She's, she's like on the other side of the room with a puzzle. Like, the, like she's basically back in a boring, loveless relationship in this moment, right. and then he and basically the tells her to frames first, yeah. and then he basically tells her like, "Come sit on my lap," yeah. and then gets like really controlling, and it's this sort of like weird, aggressive sex scene. And then, then yeah. she discovers. Then she discovers. Uh, this is why we don't break prisoners out of prison because then he turns out to be crazy. See, she was better off where she was. If all she wanted to do was puzzles, stay with her husband. Because then, didn't they? Because then, in her voiceover, she's like, "Well, then she never knew what mood he'd be in." And then they'd show him like acting out, like throwing things and having tantrums but then love bombing her and it's like this is why we don't break people out of prison but also in the most fucked up sort of uh stockholm syndrome way she's like but that's kind of why i liked it i felt alive Ugh. well this is a life lesson so if you do want to make changes in your life don't go to that extreme <laughs> take you know small steps Go to a singles bar and pick somebody up or, you know. Go to Ashley Madison or something. I mean, this is this is too much. Right. There are there are other ways to get, you know, the penis, if you want. I mean, I guess there is an argument to be made uh, that if you're going to go in a different direction to go full force. Now, okay. If it would have been like, you know, they steps. If, 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 there, if it would have been like, okay, so in All My Children, Erica Kane was going to break one of her fiancés, Jeremy Hunter, out of prison so they could get married. And you know what she did? She went, she got a helicopter, and they flew in in the helicopter, and she was hanging from the ladder in her wedding dress. That is living your life with excitement, not like br- breaking some out of prison and then going to do a puzzle. True. But then couldn't you argue that she was taking small steps? She broke him out of prison, but she's still doing the puzzle. She hasn't right. completely broken out of her mold yet. And no, they because had love town, right? I don't think they would even love town. No, they did. They no, definitely did. Because how much further can you go? You break you break the lever out of out of, out of prison, then what are you gonna do? You steal a car. You know, that's true. a rocket ship and that's fly true. to Mars. 
No, no, you steal a car. You steal yeah. a car that's not yours because wasn't she in her car? No, well, they, okay, so we're jumping ahead a little bit in the movie, but she had gotten a new car. Uh, another detail, not in the in the movie, but in that thing afterwards, uh, she had cashed out her four hundred one k. So that's how she got money to rent this cabin and get the phone and do all these things that she was doing behind her husband's back. So she. Uh, rented out the storage facility, dropped off her old van there, and then rented a new or bought a new car. And this will be their downfall. We'll get to that in a little bit. Right. Well, I think we're at the point where, where they 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 adopt a bird. Yes. Because that's a practical thing to have when you're on the run. When you're on the run, yeah. The bird and, and two get... guitars. What's that? He bought two guitars, remember? Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't decide between the two identical guitars and the practical <laughs> girlfriend that you're on the run with is like, get both. You like them, don't you? So we're dealing with two brainiacs here. Yeah. Bonnie and Claude. Right. <laughs> um, Bonehead and Claude. <laughs> Claude, I said. Not so Clyde. But I'll tell you, this birdie. And I know she's into Birdie. Boy, she's willing to give up a lot for the Birdie. But this Birdie, he wants to name Bird Leonard Skinner. Now, for some reason, this is where she draws the line. Oh, she yeah. says, we got to name this thing, this Bird Franklin. Uh, like after, like just after Ben Franklin, we're coming full circle. Yeah. Do you, right? and, and do you remember why she wanted, he wanted to name the Bird Leonard? Yeah, well, Leonard Skinner, because he's free. He's free. Free as bird. bird. Free Bird, yep. Free Bird. Ugh. And she ha- she says no, and she really she really stands her ground about this one. Yeah, she tells him to respect her, because a girl's got to set some boundaries. <laughs> yeah, you can, you know, it's like yeah, you can yell at me for losing a map and and you know, manhandle me, but don't name the bird Leonard Skinner. Yeah, how dare you think that you can bully me into naming this bird something else? Well, she uh, thought he was naming the bird after Leonard Part Six, the Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, jeez. <laughs> and she's like, "You don't know it now, but there's a story that's going to come out in about ten years that is going to obliterate his career." Yes. Not America's Dad. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great scene. This movie. <laughs> so. So then, okay. So 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 then, where? So they go to an aquarium, right? Did they? No, they no. saw a movie. They they, they saw IMAX, something right? in IMAX, and it was his first time in an IMAX theater. Well, gee, I hope that movie was worth it because that's how they oh, got was caught. It? Well, they got well, caught because when she bought the car. The more they didn't have uh, ta- uh, tags available because some states when you buy a car you get the the license plate right away. So they needed to mail the title. So for the mailing address, the dumbass used the rental address for the cabin where they were staying. I hate her so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the registration. And, I and also this woman so much. Yeah, but in credit to this movie, there's a whole scene where the U.S. Marshals just laughing their asses off at how stupid, <laughs> stupid this is. Yeah. How could you not? 
Like they may as well have gone to a neon sign maker and said, "Hey, can you make a giant neon arrow uh, with the words criminals inside and make sure it flashes so we can hang it in our window?" It's like I you have a four, I have a fourteen year old. I'm sure that she could even do better. She's even smart enough not to have the shit rented to her rental. Yeah, you would think people would would try to get as far away as possible. But you remember right. that story that Elizabeth Smart, that girl, she was she was kidnapped, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and these people, this 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 couple kidnapped her, and they were like, like a couple blocks from where she lived, and they would they would show up places, they would show up to places with her, and nobody nobody could figure out it was her. They showed up and, to like and a party. Wasn't, wasn't that where they went to that psychic Sylvia Brown, who used to always be on the Montel show, and Sylvia Brown is like, wait, because that's right, they went. I think they were on the Montel show. And they asked, and Sylvia Brown's yeah. like, she's dead. And she literally was just like, a neighborhood over. Yeah, it was the, that's one of the weirdest stories ever. They would show up at a party, cause some ruckus, they'd leave, and people at the party be say, that kind of looked like Elizabeth Smart. Oh, well, back to the party. And then she so was maybe, so mentally shell-shocked at that point. She didn't, you know... At one, at one point, I thought that maybe they – because they definitely did leave Kansas where the, the movie started at because they were in Nashville. There was talk of Nashville at one point. But they also – when she had lost the map, I thought they had gotten really far already because she was talking about the 110 where it meets the 60, and that's in California. Right. True. But they got that far. Hmm. Yeah, but okay, so what they should have been doing is they should have been going to Mexico or Canada. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate these people. I hate the both of them. Passport. Well, no, you, you, didn't have to, you did not have to have a passport to get to Canada at that point, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. not no, you did. Like, and plus, they weren't coming back anyway. So, and then I even. Yeah, they got to hide in the mountains. And yeah, Mexico go to Canada. As well, you didn't need it. You just needed a driver's license back then. Go to the Yukon, live in the mountains. Someone's got to find you. Right. But no. I mean, if that's where you want to be, <laughs> have fun. Ugh, I can't. These people are making me angry. So, <laughs> so, so, so the, the cops chase them. The cops <laughs> see them and they chase them. And now and we're they, it's back in the chase from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so they catch them. And they're very, they're very delicate with her, though. <laughs> she complained about like her, it, like shoe fell off or whatever, because she's kind of like, even though she's being arrested, she's still kind of naive as to like what's going on. She's like, "What well, lost my shoe?" And the officer's like, "You'll live without it, Cinderella." And then one of the other cops is like, "Hey, let her have her damn shoe." Ugh. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and, and then, so they get caught, and the cops take the bird. And, and rename the bird. Pet. What did they name the bird? I wrote it down somewhere. It wasn't yeah, Leonard should... or Franklin. Oh, no. Maynard? Maynard or something. They did, yeah. yeah. Oh, after uh, John. That's John's last name. Yeah, and they're, oh. like, and, and they're like, the bird's very happy now. Well, that's good. And so, so she got divorced. She says her son isn't talking to her. 
John went back to prison. Oh, and then she said people were trying to get her to say that he, like, coerced her, but she said no, she wasn't going to do that. So she's in, like, a suit, like, she's in, like, a blazer. And mm-hmm. so and so they ask her, like, the last question they ask her is, like, would you do this again? And she said no. So then they finish the interview, and they take off the blazer, and she has prison numbers. So she's in prison. Yeah, that, oh, that was literally, literally the only surprising thing in this movie is that yeah. oh, her interview was conducted in prison just like John's was. But I did. But I kind of knew that she was in prison because did you ever watch Locked Up Abroad? No. So no. Locked Up Abroad is about like people who are overseas and are like drug mules or doing stupid shit, and then they get arrested overseas. And have to escape prison to, like, get back to the state. It's like a reality show? Somebody's somebody's like... No, it's like a documentary. It's like real... I know what it is. It's like a reality documentary series. I think it's on MSNBC, and they used to air it constantly on the weekends at MSNBC to the point where uh, every Friday when Rachel Maddow was signing off, uh, she would joke about, like, now you're going to watch prison. (laughs) And they would just air it all weekend long. They don't do that anymore, though. And so there were these people um, for Locked Up Abroad that they were caught, like, smuggling heroin, and they were given, like, 20 years. And a lot of times on Locked Up Abroad, they would get them out. Like, the people would either escape or they'd somehow get out. And so these people, and it made, they made it look like they were sitting in blazers, and then they finished, and they took the lights away, and they were, like, in a Mexican prison. But what was the point of making her look like fancy in a blazer doing an interview? And John, they left him. They had him doing it in his cell in his uh, inmate uniform. I'm wondering maybe because it would be kind of jar, like kind of jarring. Because with her, they were making her trying to make her look. They were trying to make her a romantic comedy lead. Yeah. No, that didn't work. No. So and, and then we find out. So. She got married again. The ex-husband got married again. Yeah, and John's she, in jail. She served 27 months. Yeah. For, this for, was like I, I saw this movie called Good Luck to You, Leo Grande with Emma Thompson. Uh-huh. She had kind of the same issue. She was like kind of bored with things and needed to get things going. So she hired a, this male prostitute. Well, I mean, why don't you do something like that or be like Shirley Valentine and go to Greece? Yeah, Shirley Valentine was bored with her life, too. She just went to Greece and had a great time. Isn't there a Queen Latifah movie also where she... Uh, Last Holiday, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. movies. Best makeover, it's got really good makeover scene in that movie. And she goes to, she goes to Switzerland. And then, then LL Cool J goes after her. Well, yeah, I mean, it is it is a whole genre or subgenre movies of the uh, the woman finding herself movie because bored housewife women finding herself movies always have a spectacular makeover montage because that's part of them finding themselves. Anyway, well, this movie did not. I think this is one of the worst movies we've ever watched. Oh, I don't feel that way. I just did not like it. No, it's not great. I think because I came in with low expectations, I you know I I found a few things interesting, but 
I thought this was worse than Elevator Girl. I still have not seen that, and I'm fine with that. Elevator Girl. Ugh. What was the, what was the other one that we hated? Was there something else? Um, there were a few. There, there are many. There are many. <laughs> there <Yeah>. are many. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's a rough road. But we do it for you, the listener. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to watch this. But we are excited about the next movie we're going to be watching because uh, it is second unit directed by our very good friend of the podcast, Meredith Thomas, who has been in a zillion Lifetime movies, but now she uh, she has her first credit as a second unit director, so I think we're going to talk to her about it, right? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Hope. Oh, by the way, you guys, that movie comes on tomorrow. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, unit. I'm very excited. Second unit sounds dirty, though. Well, we will ask her that, but in a, a nicer way, I think. Okay. Like, yeah. what what does that mean? Oh, okay. I, yeah. I just love that. <laughs> that is a nicer way. Yeah. I just love that she's showing <laughs> that, like, you could make a career out of doing these movies and have like a lovely career absolutely and, uh, well i also i i love that she's doing this because last time she was on the show she talked about having an interest in maybe maybe moving into directing and the the director of many of the wrong movies uh, that meredith has become friendly with and has worked with a lot actually you know was a man of his word and got meredith this gig so i yeah. i love hearing yeah that. she's yes. smart very excited. Yeah. It's always fun to talk to her. And if you want to talk to us, you can do what our friend Lisa did. And you can um, send us a, you can get a hold of us on Instagram. Or you could, for me, you can get a hold of me on my website, uh, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Uh, Jason. Please, please, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast and give us five stars. That way it helps people find us and uh, then more people can listen and uh, hear uh, the lovely movie stylings of Meredith Thomas and our escapades. Uh, you can uh, find me or find all of us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I have stuff. I have a new show called The Jester of All Maladies. It'll be a very, it's a, I'm working with a, I'm working with a dramaturge on this, working very hard. It's kind of like an editor. So it's going to be playing at Indie Fringe, Indianapolis, Indiana in August, and then in Philadelphia Fringe Festival in September. So I'll be sure I'll put that all on my website. I better do that soon. Uh, yeah. KurtFitzpatrick.com. Kurt with a K. It was at the end of August. And I'm also going to be at that same festival doing my show, The Real Black Swan. I'm going to be in Indianapolis in August. Uh, At the beginning of August, I'm going to be in Minneapolis at the Minnesota Fringe. And then in early September, I will be in Halifax, Nova Scotia at the Halifax Fringe Festival. And yes, you can look on my website as well. Uh, And one more thing. If you have movie ideas or if there's something that you want us to watch, please drop us a line. We'll listen to you. We'll watch it. So don't don't hesitate to send us any ideas that you have or any, you know, any Hallmark movies or any Lifetime movies, even if it's an older one. If it's something that that you want us to watch so you don't have to, 
recommend it and we'll watch it. Uh, one more thing for me, too. Uh, I was talking about Meredith Thomas uh, uh, having this thing premiere on Lifetime. We didn't mention the title. Um, by the time this episode airs, I believe the movie will be coming out that day. It's Keeping Up with the Joneses, The Wrong Nemesis on Lifetime Movies. You mess with the wrong nemesis. <laughs> Write it down. And I, and I, wrong guess nemesis I think that's it, too. All right, well, uh, until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.